KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, Home Improvement Hour 2, lunchtime, KMOX. Scott Mosby, we are talking about everything around your house and home and safety and health, and it's all wrapped up in domicile where you live whether it's a cardboard box a house palace or 100 story building it's residential so anyway we are talking about that here on KMOX uh thank you to Ryan Whittington seniors home care uh in uh that's in Webster Groves if you can hear my voice they pretty much service that area uh phone number 3149622666 Uh, So thank you. He's off to scout leadership right now. We have one more hour home improvement. Lots to talk about. Thank you for tuning in and being part of the KMOX family. If you know a new homeowner or somebody who is looking to be a new homeowner, suggest they tune in to the KMOX Home Improvement Show and Helitech would very much like to help them with listening to this show. So they sponsor this show, Schleider Painting, uh, as well as gutter work. So all of that is invested in bringing this show to you. Thank you to all. And we are talking about home improvement. Your opportunity to call, get on right here. This is the phone number for radio, 314-436-7900, and anywhere on the globe, I promise, if you have an internet connection, you can call and be on 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Here's the one. If you all want to know how to take this show with you when you're not in the Midwest, it's radio.com, R-A-D-I-O, radio.com, radio.com, and that is put together by Entercom, who owns KMOX, who you can take KMOX with you, and podcast, uh, you can back up and forward. Anyway, check it out. It's really great. It's an app, A-P-P, so for those of you that has something to do with smartphones, I promise when you press a smartphone, there's no flame, it doesn't blow up, and the ejection seat doesn't work for you so it's safe it's radio.com the app it's available on the apple store as well as other places as well 314-436-7900-436-7900 and 800-925-1120 my name is scott mosby and i am part of mosby building arts we're 70 plus years old founded in 1947 we do everything related to residential remodeling and have done it for the better part of seven decades decades here in the Midwest. If you can hear my voice, we serve you. We do everything from handyman, which we call Sam, S-A-M, which is kind of a nod to my father and our founder, Sam Mosby, uh, because that's kind of, we are a helpful group. So at our very core, that's Part of the mission is helping. Uh, So anyway, that is available. We have right kitchen and right bath, full design. We're licensed architects. Long and the short of it is we figured out over the years, my father, myself, and now the team as well, uh, if you don't write stuff down and you don't record plans, being on the same page is difficult if you don't have a same page. So part of what we do very well, uh, and we've computerized all that stuff, trying to mechanize the things that 
you know, take slow, take a long time, slow things down, and uh, really nobody likes to pay for is the kind of drill down on it. So we automate the gathering, the estimating, the plans, uh, still good design, architecture all the way through, but we write stuff down so that the client can be part of the team. I mean, how do you know what you're getting if you can't audit, edit, or even read or find a document? And that's much more than just a simple set of cabinet plans. So I'm relearning again, uh, you know, how important those documents are because, you know, it's like, well, we all try to get on the same page. Great. Do you have a page? For the most part, we're finding that still lacks in our industry. Uh, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Talking about so many things, Ryan Whittington in from Seniors Home Care. Uh, And again, with the weather and the rain, uh, Helitech, thank you again for sponsoring this Helitech Home Improvement Show. We're going to spend a little bit of time today talking about all sorts of things. uh, And I'll summarize a little bit of our number one. We talked about solar panels with sand. If you're in the state of Illinois, uh, the state of Illinois has incentives that couple with federal incentives that make solar almost unbelievably uh, affordable in the state of Illinois. Missouri, we still have the federal incentives available to us. Um, uh, the early innovators will still get solar. Solar is the way and the, the future because we get that stuff for free. The sun just comes out of the sky uh, for nothing. Uh, better part of a day. So sooner or later, we're going to figure this out. It's coming to solar. Uh, briefly, briefly spoke about Tesla um, and that uh, vision of traditional roof shingles being a solar collector. We're five years away. They they actually put them on the market, caused some problems, took, took it off the market. Anyway, all that. Uh, then we also talked about changing with Brian his garage into a master bedroom and making a room addition 25 by 30 with a crawl space, et cetera. Uh, and then some crack uh, leveling and such throughout accessibility. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got some great questions on the board. Bosco's behind me cranking out 50,000 watts. My name is Scott Mosby. I am at your service right here on CAMWAX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Yes, indeed. We've got one hour lunchtime. Strap on the feedback, put a few shrimp on the Barbie. We're going to have lunch together on University of KMOX. Scott Mosby at your service. Let's see what's cooking with my friend Ron. Ronnie is still there, mon frere. Uh, good yeah, I'm still there. <laughs> uh, this is with regard to the uh, gentleman with the driveway and the crack down the middle. Yeah. And your recommendation of the self-leveling uh, caulk in there. Huh? My only concern would be if there is any grade a slope to the length of his driveway, you have to be careful about how you install that or all of it will be down at the low point of the driveway. Ron, do you have any experience with that? Sounds like there might be a little experience back there. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and I don't say that I've got a good correction. A little cross slope, it'll probably be just fine. But you might do it in in short sections uh, to... Uh, so that it doesn't all flow all the way down. Yeah, it. Uh, that's a good point. Thank you. Caught me on yeah. that one. I appreciate it, Ron. Okay, you take care. Right on. Thank you. Bye now. 
And Ron's talking about with their self-leveling, which is like water. If you dump water on your driveway or in a crack, it will run down here, downhill, as Ron recommends as well, and sounds to have experience. So have I. You'd think I'd remember. Uh, then there's semi self-leveling, which is the consistency kind of as a, you know, a pancake syrup. It's thicker, but it still will uh, find its own level. Uh, and that, if you have a little bit of slope, then that's semi-self-leveling. All of this is available most commonly at professional construction supply centers, things like New Way, uh, uh, various places that sell concrete forms where pros shop and that. Uh, you can special order them if you get to an old-school hardware store. They they know what I'm talking about, and they can work you through this thing with the backer rod, which is a foam rubber rope kind of thing stuffs in uh, before that crack. Uh, and, and then where uh, Ron was uh, telling us, you may need to go back to the traditional viscosity, the regular thickness caulk of putting it in. If you have to uh, use traditional caulk and you run the risk of getting it all over the surface or making a mess on the concrete, uh, one of the ways to get past that is uh, sometimes I like to take two inch wide masking tape or a tape of any kind, whatever you're willing to pay for. Masking tape's cheap, but you have to, you can tape it to the surface and then take a tool or even, you know, a pencil or a pen and punch it through that crack and it'll follow the crack and you make your mess and then you caulk on top with your traditional caulking gun trying to inject that caulk down into the crack. You kind of make your mess on the tape uh, and then you might tool it off. You pull that tape off when it's kind of, uh, you know, maybe about 20 minutes later after it gets a skin over it and you kind of pull the mess off with it. So practice first is the real ticket there. Phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's talk with my friend Esther. Hey, Esther, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, know, I know you mentioned about Ridex, that you could put it into your uh, bathroom toilet without the septic tank to run into a sewer line. Yes. And I was wondering, does that uh, dissolve hair also? No, it does not. It's not an acid. All it does is eat up oils and waste. So if it came from a garbage disposal or something like that, then it is an organic digester. It's nothing more than the aerobic... Uh, critter that breaks down uh, uh, for sewer waste. So it will not, to my knowledge anyway, it will not um, dissolve uh, hair. Hair, you have to catch it at that pee trap if you can and clean that out from the trap side. Okay. Well, I thought maybe hair was organic and you could. It would do it, but um, okay. Well, there's a little more to it, Esther. If you get rid of the glue that sticks the hair inside your pipes, so if you clean up all the grease, whether it's from the kitchen or from a waste in the bathroom or showers, uh, there's nothing for the hair to stick to. So if you have clean, slick pipes, you know, smooth wall, and you've got this Ridex down, which I'll, we'll talk about a little bit more, uh, basically, if you get rid of the grease, the, the hair just kind of flushes right on through, so... So it would be beneficial in uh, in a way. Yes. It, since it's so inexpensive and easy to do, that's really why I recommend that product and other similar septic tank treatments. Because, you know, it's $10. It'll do 
20 applications and, you know, I, I, I did it last week just, you know, it's like, oh, I haven't done that for a while and I just pour a cup of coffee and mix up little rigs, go around to the various, you know, f- drains in the shower, the tub, the mm-hmm. toilets, the sink. In, uh, drains also, not just the uh, toilet, right? Es- especially in the drains as well because those P-traps in the bottom of a shower or a bathtub, they actually, they trap the water, but they also slow down the flow of the oils. So you bet, that's a good place to, you know, and that's why I like when you put them in the toilet, you flush it once and leave it alone, ideally before you go to sleep so it gets a chance to just kind of sit in the pipes, clean her up. Well, putting it in a shower or a sink or something, you would... Not put the whole box. You'd put a little bit in and just a teaspoon, rest. tablespoon. I I just I I okay. mix. Yeah, this is like making chocolate milk, Esther. I just take a <laughs> since there's no reference to this on the instructions. I just take a tablespoon, teaspoon, or generally whatever I'm making my cup of coffee with, you know, and I just dump it in there dry. And it also comes in a liquid form, in which case I just walk around and go. You know, dump, you know, about two ounces in the toilet or two ounces in the drain or sink or whatever. And how often would you recommend doing that? Oh, whenever you remember it, three, four times a year. I I say once a month, but if you're like me, that turns into three, four months before. You know, I mean, it's it's a preventive maintenance. More is better. Um, But... You know, you can do it too often because, you you know, you're, you're going to make MSD happy because you're providing all their digestion chemicals for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, oh, that answers my question. Thank you for that. Okay, Esther, it's pretty safe, too. I mean, as far as washing your hands, it's not like handling uh, uh, acid or anything like that. Just wash your hands because it's like dirt, it, but it, it won't really hurt you. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thank you, Scott. All right, Esther. Thanks for the call. All right. Bye. Bye now. Funny story here. Um, I I learned some years ago um, that uh, I got an email to our website at Mosby Building Arts, and it said, um, we are experiencing a jump in Ridex sales in this market Uh, and understand you have something to do with that. Um, And then it was kind of the legal disclaimer. We do not recommend this product or advise this product for that use because once you get to advertising it, I mean, I don't sell the stuff. I have no vested interest. To me, it is a generic thing that improves and and digests organic waste. So you really can't mess it up. Uh, But they were wondering, uh, my gosh, do we have any legal liability because of this guy saying dumping it down your pipes, uh, not in septic tanks? And because, you know, you get to the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, all that truth in advertising and all, they have to really watch themselves. For me, if it works and it's safe, I recommend it to you. 314 436 7900 800 925 1120. Let's see what's happening with my buddy Linda. Hey, Linda, Scott here. How can I help you, my friend? Oh, Scott, thank you for taking my call. Uh, We just discovered uh, yesterday that there's been some sinking along the foundation of my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got a Bilko door and then um, a patio about, oh, maybe two feet out from it Mm -hmm. um, or alongside of it. Um, Anyway, it's, it's all sunk in. Now, we did have a tree taken out quite a few years ago, uh, maybe 14 feet away, 
and also there's a possibility of gutter leakage at that point. Okay. Um, how hard would that be? Can we just like fill it in with rock and soil and then re-cement the patio? Uh, well, number one, um, sunken soil and removing a tree, all of that is, is pretty related. And, uh, all that is water management, not necessarily Uh a sinking foundation. Do you actually have movement in your concrete or stone foundation? Oh, um, I don't know that we do. He's got a bathroom, finished bathroom on that wall. Okay. There's been water coming under it. Sure. But I don't know what the wall actually looks like. But, yeah, you're right. It's probably just the sinking along the foundation. Well, you're kind of on the right line because if you don't do something with this, you will have foundation problems eventually because that water gets down on and on. So uh, the timing is now uh, when you dump 100 gallons of water or 1,000 gallons of water on the outside of your house, the idea is that the soil and the grading carry that water away from the foundation before it has a chance to get into your uh, basement. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can backfill. You can fill that trench. Uh, You might want to dig up around where that tree was 14 feet away because all those roots rot and settle. Uh, So that, you know, but again, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, getting this soil properly graded is a seven, maybe an eight. Uh, And if you don't fix it, and there's no emergency, uh, you know, until springtime. So I'd I'd get it fixed this winter, pack it down, get it graded and such. Uh, Because when the big rains come, all that water does sit in those depressed backfields. So that two feet area around your foundation is about the size of the hole they dug when they put that house in. Oh, okay. So that's all loose soil. That's all pretty typical stuff. Not a, you know, usually not an indication of a failed something, just Mother Nature going back to the way she was before we messed with her. Right, right. Well, and then Dad um, knocked a a hole in the concrete foundation to put a door Mm -hmm. and then to put this Bilko door over it. Sure, sure. And stairs going up to get out. So. Um, yeah, he he probably messed with the foundation or with the um, the dirt too around yeah. the house. Yeah. So that's... okay, but you think we could do that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would, but I would definitely do the dirt, the soil, and the grading and the pretty stuff first, and then see okay. how it goes because that may fix most of your wet problems down in the basement. Okay. Um, Bilco okay. door is the old slope cellar door, uh, yeah. old school. So for the listeners, yeah. they're wondering what that is maybe, but it's it's that old slope cellar door like going down into the Rathskiller when the tornado comes in the middle of Kansas. Right. So think Dor- yeah. Dorothy and Toto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Okay, well, thank you so much. All right, Linda, thanks for the call. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. And there we go. That's the role of home ownership is just overall review. Is this go does this look okay? No, it looks a little funny. 
all right, well, I'm going to check into it. I'll call somebody that knows a little bit more than me. And then if it gets a little deeper than that, it's like, well, I may need to call a real specialist, you know, somebody that knows how to fix basements and foundations. And Bilco Door, B-I-L-C-O is the brand name of the door. And it's the old cellar doors, uh, but they make them now out of steel and aluminum. You can build them out of wood, but they're the... uh, Rathskeller or the root cellar doors where uh, there was no no connection between the crawl space or the basement or the root cellar as it was maybe 100, 150, even as little as 50, 40, 30 years ago. So there was no real stairs up into the main home. So they had this outside cellar door, if you will, that slope thing. And Bilco uh, has manufactured a replacement uh, high quality door for that for the last probably 50 plus, maybe 100 years. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Remember, get your new homeowners on to KMOX. Uh, Also, if you're a recent acquisition, you have a new home or a new home to you, you don't know how to fix that thing, put them on here. This is 1120 AM on the AM dial. You can also pick us up on FM. You can also pick us up on radio.com. So you new homeowners that love apps and smartphones, radio.com. Right here, KMOX, Scott Mosby. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, folks, let's see what's happening with my buddies and see what's happening here. Uh, uh, let's see what's going on with Earl. Hey, Earl, Scott Mosby here. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Uh, I was just wondering about these uh, these thin sticks they advertise. They say it'll, it'll uh, keep drains from getting clogged. Uh, is that the serrated stick where you stick it in and it pulls all, it has those barbs on the side? Is that what you mean? No, I think it's just a, 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 a flat stick you put down in the ground in the sewer and i just so i assume that it done it's biodegradable i don't know oh i'm I, it really works i i suspect that's a very similar thing like the ridex because if it's kind of like you know just a flush down thing uh, i'm unfamiliar with those products directly but it's a simple way of it's probably a pellet form of that same aerobic um well, digestible they, they, thing. It shows a stick on TV when I still advertise it. Huh. You know what? I, I think I'd go to the hardware store and uh, find out a little bit more directly because anything like that you can get from the hardware store and you can get instructions and the background and the recommendations. So I, I'd stick local if you, if you can. Okay. All right, All right, Earl. You bet, sir. Bye now. And uh, we have a RIDX question I want to explain on the RID-X. It's a septic tank cleaner. Uh, and it basically what happens when you ha- if you have a septic tank and you have it uh, pumped, which means you pull all the old waste, some of that stuff gets digested, moves along, and it just gets broken down and, and re-enters through the drain field in liquid, usually water form. There is some stuff that the oxygen cannot treat. Uh, that remains back in the septic tank. So you do every few years, depending on how many people are in the house, all that stuff, age, uh, have it checked, and and they pump that tank. Some of those tanks are a 1,000 gallons 
gallons, 1,500 gallons, and they pump out all that sludge. Well, once you pump out that sludge, typically you just have water going in from showers and toilets and very little waste. So the uh, RIDEX or the aerobic, uh, these enzymes are nothing more than things you dump down in to the tank, and that's the RIDEX. So it recharges the tank with those digestible um, um, items that, that do it. Uh, the honey dippers, as we call them, the, the tank pumpers, they typically leave a certain amount in the tank. They don't want to drain the tank perfectly dry because in that sludge is also that same stuff. So that's the product that this Ridex and others, there's, there are three or four other brands around and it's a generic product. This is not rocket science. This is, you know, kind of like uh, Borax, if you will. It, it's just a product and, and uh, you know, brand names are, don't really matter. Better, but that's kind of the thing. Uh, so anyway, my advocate, I advocate that you dump this down in your pipes. Don't flush it all the way to the sewer. Um, if you're if you're in a septic tank, that's fine. You can do whatever you want because it's all good for the septic tank. But my concept is make sure it sits in your pipes and eats the sludge that commonly the hair sticks to, and that's what causes sewer backups and blockages. So that's, the, for those of you listening, Ridex, I in um, uh, granular form, I just stick in a tablespoon or teaspoon, mix it up in about 16, 20 ounces of warm water. Um, just like chocolate milk, it gets a little milky. Um, and then I just dump it down the toilet before I go to sleep at night or I dump it down the drain in the sink and run it just enough to rinse the bowl. But the idea is the stuff sits down in the P-trap or the floor drain of the shower or the drain of the bathtub or the floor drain in the basement, either way. And it won't eat the pipes. It doesn't, it's not an acid. It just digests stuff. So there we go. Let's see what's cooking with Laura. Hey, Laura, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you? Hi, Good morning. Um, my villa has a finished lower level, and it's open. There's no door from the um, lower level upstairs, and there's a huge draft that comes up all the time, okay. and I don't know how to address that. It may not be bad, Laura. Um, it, again, it's very common that houses are underserved with return air. So if you have a house, and many of you will shake your heads, you know who you are. If you have a basement door, you open it up about two inches and you leave it ajar, just not quite closed. When the furnace comes on, it'll close that door because you have some leakage in your ductwork downstairs and you don't have quite enough return air upstairs. So it'll just close the door as it's moving the air so your furnace will balance things out. Mother Nature, Mother Nature naturally equalizes pressures. So I'm going to propose to you that if you have a finished lower level like that, it's there's no problem. Uh, it's just a balancing, if you will, of um, pressures. And uh, so I would say no harm, no foul. Okay, but it, it seems to be chilly, and that's why I was concerned. Well, chili may mean that you have a furnace or, uh, you know, heater, heating or cooling unit that's too small. Uh, typically what happens in the do-it-yourself world is the house gets built, it gets fully and highly engineered to support only the finished floor upstairs or the two stories if that's your, you know, the house configuration. But it's not sized or ducted to handle a finished basement. So when people put finished basements on, they typically don't address or assess the heating, ventilating, air conditioning, the HVAC. And so they put 
too much finished space into not enough furnace and air conditioning? How's that for a long answer, Laura? Well, that's a good answer, but the builder is the one that put all this in. Yeah, well, then I would propose that then balancing, again, the ductwork setting. For example, you know, we're October. I just changed my – I live in a 70-year-old two-story home. And so I change my registers to where in the wintertime I open up my uh, first floor. Heat rises, cool falls. So I try and drive the air conditioning up to the second floor during the summer. And I also, then when it, this time of year, when I want the heat, I drive it to the first floor because it typically goes, moves right up the second floor stairwell. So you have to do now, if you've got a basement and a main floor, basement, two floors, now you've got to adjust those registers. So houses need, you know, some care and feeding just like me and pets and all things. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. All right, Laura. Good question, by the way. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And again, that's just uh, pressures. um, And uh, some things happen uh, because of physics, pretty much all things happen because of phys- some things are just not so bad. Now, you may need to open up those registers a little down in the basement to bring more heat to it this time of year because cold air falls. Heat doesn't necessarily get down into the basement. But understand, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. If you're pumping more heat downstairs, you, the, the byproduct might be your Excuse me, your furnace runs longer because it's trying to heat 3,000 square feet instead of 2,000 square feet, something like that. All right, one more. Let's see. Uh, let's go to Sherry or, or Shirley. Hey, Shirley Scott yes. here. How can I help you? Thank you very much. We yeah. have had a slight drip in our bathroom tub, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's coming from the uh, shower or if it's the, the uh, tub handle. I've tried tightening, and I don't want to tighten it too much. I don't want to break anything off. It is a bathroom that's used when we have company. It's not one. We use our bathroom off of the, the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Does it? I know I'm going to have to call my plumber, but I just wondered if you could tell me what keeps, you know, why does it keep, you know, a constant, slow, one-drop drip? Is that into the tub or? Yes, it's into the tub. Oh. It's coming from the the faucet, the faucet there. You yeah, know? it's just uh, the 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 seat or the washer uh, is just um, it needs replacement. That's what I thought. And think of if you sat in a chair for three days straight, when you stood up and tried to walk, there would be all kinds of adjust. You know, you'd dry out. You'd get sore muscles, right. bones. Well, so happens to your faucet as well. So for a guest bath, this is more common in your master bath where you use it. It gets exercised. It, right. gets, it stays watered. It stays right. wet. So it, very common in guest baths. Oh, it is common in guest yeah. baths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, she's been a wonderful house for 58 years and I don't want to change. But I, and as I say, I have a reliable plumbing company that we've used but i I just wanted to ask you what you thought it would it was and that's what i kind of figured that it's probably a washer that needs replacing yep show her a little bit of love call your favorite plumber and while while you're at it go through the rest of the house and 
look for trouble because getting the plumber there is one of the toughest things. Once you oh, get them yes. there, if you give them a list of five or six things, right. it, it's usually only a little more than that one faucet. So right. you do, right. your, do your homework. It's a good investment. I will. Thank you so much. Okay, sure. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. See, now that the experience and wisdom abounds. Here we go. Uh, you know, Starting off the hour, thanks to Ron. He's uh, my self-leveling and semi-self-leveling cock. He said, I heard you first hour, but you may have that guy floating in his own self-leveling cock if his driveway slopes. So thank you very much. A little help from our friends. We've had a little bit of Ridex throughout it and heating and cooling and now tub, um, all that. If you have repairs in your home and you're going to call a professional, uh, please do your homework and go through your whole house and look for trouble because getting somebody there is a good bit of an investment for both the company and you to pay for that. Once you get them there, if you give them a list of things, five, six, ten things on the list, each of those items will cost you far less than if you call them for one or two things five or six times a year. And then if you've got kind of a preventive maintenance thing and you want somebody to do this on a regular basis, uh, we at Mosby be offer that under our SAM service, S-A-M, uh, is kind of a, you know, check, see, uh, those of you that travel throughout and go to other places maybe for the winter and such, you know, very popular with our clients that do that. A 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby at your service here on CAMWAX. Bosco doing the duty, 50,000 watts here in the middle of the country on CAMWAX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, we are wrapping up our two KMOX Home Improvement Show. Let's see what's happening with Jim. Hey, Jim, good afternoon. How can I help? Hey, um, Scott. Uh, my wife and I are um, thinking about. Um, taking up all the carpet that we have on our main floor of our two-story house and putting in uh, hardwood, um, and that means, like, everything, the bedrooms, the dining room, the kitchen. But, you know, they have, obviously, typical hardwood, uh, the engineered hardwood, and we actually saw some vinyl that actually looked like hardwood that was very difficult to, to tell that it wasn't. Um, I I don't know which is better, but the one thing that concerns me is putting this into the kitchen where you have like a dishwasher and a refrigerator. Uh, you know, if that floor gets wet, I'm I'm worried about what might happen. What what what's the best way to go in a situation like that? Uh, Jim, these are all the right questions to ask, and part of what we do when we do a kitchen at Mosby. Uh, do you have children or grandchildren that are apt to drop a gallon of juice or milk in the kitchen? Um, we have grandkids now, um, and I mean, I guess that's possible. You know, you you never know what they're going to do. Well, that's really the answer because uh, once the kids grow and go, uh, occasional grandchildren are not a big enough risk. We often put hardwood floors in kitchens because of the one. Uh, the, what you get for one floor that is seamless and boundarylessness is that it flows. The whole first floor looks like one room, even though you have walls. So you don't segment, segregate, break up the flow and feel with one floor, and that's why. 
why it's very common and we do hardwood floors throughout the whole house. Uh, what's the reason you're going from carpets to hardwood? Is it uh, allergies and such? Uh, no, just aesthetics. I mean, my wife likes the... We have hardwood in some parts of the house, but carpet in other, and mm-hmm. um, it's been down for about 30 years, and we just thought we'd just do the whole lower level in, in one type of flooring, yeah. and um, yeah. So. Well, the, the the type of floor, number one, uh, uh Accessibility, uh, easy on the hips, ankles, and knees. So hardwood floor is flexible. Vinyl is usually even more flexible as well. It's usually built on a wood base as well. Hardwood is fine. Vinyl is fine. Ceramic tile tends to really play havoc on older bones and joints. So I stay away from uh, glazed tiles. Um, But uh, don't avoid the uh, vinyl floor. Uh, Don't avoid the engineered. Engineered basically means it's built out of plywood with a veneer on top. You're only going to get one refinishing out of that. Whereas if you get a three-quarter inch or half inch of real hardwood tongue and groove floor, you get more successive abilities to refinish that floor, which for dogs and kids and all. Do, Do you have dogs at, in your yes home. we do we do how big um, how much do they weigh uh, no nah, he's a little he's like 17 pounds uh, it's not a yeah. big dog but you know they 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 can scratch up the floor when they're like running or sliding or whatever yeah uh, that, that's why i was a little concerned about i guess my biggest concern about hardwood is that like if the dishwasher would start leaking and we didn't know it until, you know, the wood started to, you know, absorb that water and, and start doing funny things. I, you know, I, I, I would imagine that would be a pretty uh, difficult fix uh, yep. since those pieces are interlocked, yeah. as you know. Yeah, it is. Again, if you have nicer things, you have a nicer price tag and you have nicer maintenance with that as well. So those are all the right things. Only you can decide whether you're willing to live with wood. I'll tell you that my wife and I, for allergy reasons, have lived with hardwood floor almost entirely for the last 25 years of our life. Um, We we have one room with carpet, but it's kind of the family room and, and... so uh, it, it's very nice. It's easy to clean up, uh, and uh, it can be refinished and restained, you know, once or twice without an issue. But you have to decide what's right for you. Um, and if, if, if Okay, if we did decide to go with engineered, is I mean, is that a pretty good product? I mean, is it okay, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get into your brand names where they're a little more memorable so you know that it's not Mo, Larry, and Curly laying this stuff up in some you know, forest somewhere building hardwood. Make sure you get a company that has a good manufacturing line and finishing products. And so you'll know that that reputation and brand, that matters. And if you can at this point, Jim, um, bite the bullet and align, do the whole floor and make sure there are no step-ups, no step-downs. And that will be where your old and new hardwood is. Uh, because get it all on one level because you're going to pay a lot of money to put this in all on one floor. You're going to pay a lot of money plus just a little bit more to get it all to line up at all the thresholds for accessibility, wheelchairs, walkers, canes, three points, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and, and Scott, one last question, if you don't mind, kind of on the same topic. Um, so in our kitchen right now, we have some pretty thick tile mm-hmm. that when they 
put it in, they, you know, cut the, the, the door jams so that the, the tile would fit underneath. Um, so if we went to a, an engineered floor, it's quite a bit thinner than the tile. So what, what, what would you, you got to put like a whole new door jam, jam uh. in to, to, to fill in that void or. Yeah, good question. I like where you're going. You either pull those door jams down and you set them down on the floor or you underlay the first floor and bring them back up to the same place. And this you have to assess on all your exterior doors as well and how that affects your step height coming up from the driveway or up from the garage or whatever it is. So this is this is all that we these are all the things we deal with at uh, on a what we call a design build project or kitchen remodel. So you're asking all the right questions. And somebody's going to answer those questions for you. Hopefully, you're part of that conversation. But the other thing, drop the door jams down. That's costly. Or raising the whole floor up with an underlayment. That's costly. Usually, you've got some sins, problems, and and mistakes in the house if you're going to do the whole floor. So I suspect you're going to wind up doing an underlayment underneath it all. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, uh, and you guys do that kind of thing i'm assuming oh yeah yeah if you're asking the questions you're asking we're your kind of company if, if you don't care we're just too much for too little so okay all right scott well i appreciate the advice okay jim take care thank you bye now and that's one of the differences they said well what's different about your company it's like well we can't do a incomplete you know we need to think about all that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not perfect. We're humans. But the issue is it's important to think through all those things, include the client in those, and the client's answers are what rules the project. All right, stay tuned. Retire Ready next here on KMOX.